Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Everyone, Lord bless you this great day. And I want to share a little bit out of the Old Testament today. I want to talk about the books of Hosea, Joel, and Amos. They're all short books, but I think they're, they have some very important takeaways for us. So I hope that you'll enjoy it. I hope you get something out of it. I hope we can use the things we learn that our lives would be better because we listen to the Word of God. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for this great day. Thank you that you love us so much and forgive us. Lord, lead us. Guide us in every way. Take care of the needs all around us. And Lord, certainly be with Israel and the war. Lord, protect innocent people. And Lord, free our captives. Lord Jesus, please intervene, I pray. And intervene in our personal lives too, that we would serve you powerfully and mightily. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Hosea and Amos were thought to be written around, I think it was around 750 B.C., and Joel, Joel was around 830 B.C. and written by these minor prophets themselves. They all three have different themes, but they all center on who God is. And folks, if there's anything that we need to know, if there are any things we need to understand, we need to know who our God is. Hosea, for a few minutes, we come up with a very interesting scenario from God to Hosea. Listen to what God tells Hosea in chapter 1, verse 2. Go, take to yourself an, an adulterous wife and children of an unfaithfulness, because the land is guilty of the violent adultery in the vilest adultery in departing from the Lord. God, listen to this. This is this is an interesting story. Most of you have heard this story if you've listened about the Bible. But God asked Hosea to marry a prostitute or one who sleeps around. Now, would you think that, that God would have somebody do that? Man, you wouldn't think that, but we don't think like God. We don't see the big picture. We only see what we know. And we have to listen to the voice of God, and so did Hosea. And uh, so how would, how would you react if you heard the voice of God and he said, Hey, take this lady of the night as your wife. You would probably say, God. Are you crazy? He would probably answer, no, I'm the Lord your God. Do what I ask. So Hosea does, and Gomer, isn't that a great name? His wife continues to live carefree, sinful, adulterous life, and Hosea continues to love her anyway and rescue her from the way she was living, and he would just love her. But she kept doing it, but he kept loving her anyway. He learned to love. God was teaching him to love. This is an incredible example of the, how God loves us unconditionally. And he's trying to teach his people the same thing. Everyone listening today knows it's easy for us to judge someone else because they don't live the lives that we think they should be living. And I get frustrated like many do, watching people continue to walk down a path of sin. Yes, I do. i got to say it. It frustrates me to death, especially those that claim to be godly and holy and they live a life that is ungodly and unholy. Yes, sin should turn our stomachs. But God has showed us through his example to love people unconditionally. If we want to see God's love, touch lives. Touch lives. We must learn Listen to this, folks. This is big. We must learn to love the sinner and hate the sin. I want to say that again. Learn to love the sinner and hate the sin. 
Not hate the sin and hate the sinner too, because we don't like what we see just because it's different. We are to reach the lost for Christ. We must learn to love as God has loved us. Hosea listens to God. God gave him tough instructions. He listened and he obeyed God, and God helped him deal with some very trying issues and taught him what unconditional love was all about. God gives people a chance to return to him. Is that great news or what, folks? God gives people a chance to return to him. Aren't you thankful for his grace? Aren't you thankful for his forgiveness? Aren't you thankful that he doesn't hold your past against you, but he forgives you of all the wrong you've ever committed? I'm so thankful my God forgets and forgives. Maybe you have walked away from God on occasion. Well, God is there with open arms. He's waiting for you to return. He wants you to return. It's so important you return to the Lord. Hosea chapter 14, verse 1 and 2 says, Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God. Your sins have been your downfall. Take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, forgive all our sins and receive us graciously that we may offer the fruit of our lips. You wonder, maybe that's part of the problem with Israel over the years. You know, he's telling them to return, and they did, but there's still people there that need to return to the Lord. There's still people in the United States of America that need to return to the Lord. They once made a commitment to Christ, but they turned their back on him. They turned and ran the other direction. Over and over again, God gave Israel the opportunity to return. Not just once, not just twice. He continued to give them the opportunity to return. And guess what? Some heeded the call, praise God, but others ignored it. How is that different from today? Well, folks, I'm here to tell you, it's not. Some are heeding the call of God, and some are ignoring it. God has always given man a choice. And today, as you listen, you know, you have a choice to heed the call of God on your life or to ignore it. What will you do? Will you heed the call uh, to God on your life, or will you ignore it? Repentance brings blessing. Which brings us, I'm going to get to the second character today, is the book of Joel. Joel is all about repentance. And folks, you know, the New Testament is all about repentance. And the prophet Joel was all about repentance. Joel was used by God to tell people to straighten up. People to straighten up. We need people to tell us to straighten up. We need our friends. And the Bible says, gently restore those that are lost. What do we do? Sometimes we just let them go deeper and deeper in sin because we don't want to cause a relationship problem. But he says, gently restore those that are lost. He tells them in the first chapter of this that uh, call a holy fast. Take seriously the call to repent. Stop playing games with God. People, if you hear nothing else today, hear that. Stop playing games with Almighty God. God. How do we as Christians, how does we as Christian people get across to people that we surround ourselves with to stop playing games with God? And when I did this sermon 12 years ago, I emphasized stop and games. Stop the games. We have candy-coated the Bible. Our Christianity is in such a way that so many people have become callous to sin, and it doesn't even affect them. 
They sin, they don't even think about it. They can lie at a drop of a hat and believe that God is on the throne of their lives. They can live in total opposition to what the Lord, Word of God says, but feel they're right with God. They can live in fornication, in sin, in sexual immorality, and feel they're okay with God. Oh, not to scare you or anything, but yes, to be like Joel and to set up, wake up to the call that God has and start living for him because you're going to be judged and I'm going to be judged. There's going to be people at, at judgment day that stands there before the Lord and he will look straight into your eyes and he's going to say this, depart from me, I never knew you. Folks, if that doesn't send a chill down your spine, it should, especially if you're not walking with him and know that you're, that you're a part of the family of God. People take it seriously. Joel makes it clear that God is going to pour out his spirit. He's going to pour out his spirit upon us. He says that in Joel chapter 2, verses 28 through 32. And uh, for time's sake, I'm not going to read that this morning, but look up Joel 2, 28 through 32. This is a key passage of Scripture for all of us, that God is pouring out his spirit on his people. And we have to to understand if we want the power of God, we've got to be open, honest, and we've got to look at what God has for us. Unfortunately, there are still many people who are denying the power of God. They can't believe when something incredible happens. In fact, their minds go and they go, oh, that's a, that's a coincidence. Well, the theme in Joel is very pointed throughout. That is, that the people of Israel need to repent of their sins. The people of Israel need to repent of their sins. And people, I'm here to tell you, the people of the United States of America need to repent of their sins. You know, I'm going to go back. I'm actually going to read to you uh, Joel chapter 2, verse 28 through 32, because I think it's so important that you hear God's word. He said, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he says that the great and dreadful day, great for those that love him and serve him, uh, dreadful for those that don't. And he says this in verse 32, and everyone, okay, I'm emphasizing that word, by the way, and everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. Are you calling upon the name of the Lord? You know, there's still people denying his power. We have allowed our carnal minds to dictate to us what to think. The theme in Joel is very pointed throughout that people of Israel need to repent of their sins, to turn away. The first thing we need to do as people is return to God. Return to God. If you're struggling, call upon God. He will forgive you. He will lift you up. And you know what? You're going to be going on the right track. We have such a hard time admitting we're wrong. And people, we've got to admit that. We've got to confess before God that we have not been living like we should. We need our nation healed. We need healing more than ever. And folks, we can do that. The Bible says, if God is for us, who can be against us? And folks, I believe that. God is for us. So let's count on him. 
Lord bless you this day. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.